Today, sometimes you get an unpleasant surprise when you've had an X-ray or a scan for another reason. What to do about it is a dilemma because it could mean nothing at all. That's incidentalomas later. Yeah, a new word for you. And childhood vaccination rates appear to be falling. Some of it may be due to COVID, but there is more to this story. Well, speaking of COVID, Norman, it is probably beyond time for us to update the audience of where we've been this past summer. It's been a while since we've checked in on COVID rates in Australia, where we are with vaccinations and what's coming down the pike. Yeah, well, unfortunately, what came down the pipe was what's happened almost every year. In fact, probably every year since COVID began, which is a Christmas spike. And over the holiday period, there's been a definite spike in COVID. There was one in November. There was a rise in November. Seemed to be going down a little bit. In fact, I made a 7.30 story on it. And then it's gone back up again over Christmas. And actually, as predicted in that 7.30 story I did, Um, that uh, JN1 seems to be the variant that's dominating. It's sort of counterintuitive. We usually think of respiratory things as being winter diseases, but I guess we're all really mixing a lot at Christmas time. It's probably still too early to know whether COVID is seasonal, though. Um, I think we can confidently say that it's not seasonal. It seems to be happening when you've got a spike. It's happening around the world. And uh, so whether it's winter or summer, that there has been a spike or surge, if you like, of COVID over Christmas, which could be partly situational where people are getting together, if you'll call that seasonal, but it's not seasonal in terms of winter or summer yet. So talk to me about JN1. JN1 is... um, so what, what, for most of 2023, the variants or subvariants that we were looking at of Omicron were all still, were all still in the Omicron family. But the subvariants that we were talking about were mostly XBB. And in fact, the vaccine that came out late last year was in fact to uh, XBB1. Then what emerged during last year was a variant which goes right back to BA2 and kind of avoided, you know, was a different line from XBB called BA2.86. And everybody got very concerned about this because there were lots of mutations in the virus. They thought this was going to be a really a virus to worry about. But BA2.86 never actually took off. Um, it was really only a minority virus or a virus that wasn't pre- you know, hugely prevalent and XBB still dominated. And then came JN1. And JN1 is basically only one mutation different from BA2.86, but it's on the spike. So that's that bit we're going back now to ancient (laughs) history with COVID, that COVID attaches to a lock and key mechanism in the respiratory tract called the ACE2 receptor. And this one mutation makes makes JN1 incredibly infectious, much more so than what's come before. And that's why JN1 has has taken over around the world. I don't want people going out and just getting sick willy-nilly, but I want to also put the risk of it in context. Like, what do you say it's very infectious? What does it mean in terms of severity of disease or the kind of scale of disease that we're seeing here now? Well, the scale, according to New South Wales health statistics, is that it was a surge bigger than the ones they'd seen in 2023. So this 
this December surge was quite a big surge. So it does result in hospitalizations, more residential aged care facilities. Um, it does result in deaths, but deaths are um, a bit lower than they have been, probably almost certainly due to immunization. There's no evidence that JN1 is more severe, causes more hospitalization than any other variant or subvariant in the past. Um, that doesn't mean to say it's mild, but it's not more severe than what's come before. So the usual COVID advice still applies. Um, what's the latest with vaccines? Do the, the vaccines that are on the market now still work well against JN1? Apparently they do, um, but probably a little less effectively. So in other words, they're still pretty effective or very effective against severe infection. It's likely that the vaccine itself was quite good initially for protecting against actual infection itself with XBB. So it prevented infection, uh, at least for a while. And then, um, but now with GN1, they reckon that the, pr the protection against infection is down. In other words, you will still get infected with it, but your chances of getting severe disease are very, very much lower. And indeed, presumably, if it's like the previous vaccines, getting long COVID. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.